The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Welcome to the Grace Evangelical Society's Grace in Focus. Today, Romans 11. How should the church view Jews today? Is God working with them today? What about the remnant? And what does Paul mean by the reconciliation of the world? It seems like we could use that right now. Well, stay tuned and we will talk about that today. If you want to know more about the Grace Evangelical Society, please look us up at faithalone.org. There you will find some information about us. You'll find our many articles and blogs, videos, and a way to have a free subscription to our bi-monthly magazine, Grace in Focus. We also have an online seminary. Find out all about it at faithalone.org. Now with today's discussion, here are Ken Yates and Catherine Wright. And in our last episode, Paul was talking about the fact that there is a future for the nation of Israel. That's right. And pretty if, good one. Yes. And if their rejection has caused the message of Romans, let's mm-hmm. call it that, to go out to the Gentiles, which includes eternal life, justification, deliverance from the power of sin, walking by the Spirit, what is it going to be like in the future when the nation of Israel as a whole believes in the Lord? Now, in Paul's day, there was a remnant mm-hmm. who had believed, and Paul was part of that remnant. But the nation as a corporate entity was in unbelief, just mm-hmm. as they still are today. But the day's coming when that is going to change. He talked about, in Romans chapter 11, verse 12, what is it going to be like when the fullness happens, when the nation fulfills God's purposes by being a believing nation and enters into Christ's kingdom? And what he's going to do, starting in verse 13, is he says to the Gentiles, to which he is an apostle, notice he says, for I speak to the Gentiles Inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. Paul is very, in a good sense, proud of his ministry. He is the one that God chose on the road to Damascus to take this message to the Gentile world, Mm -hmm. and he magnifies that. But where he's going with this is, okay, yes, God is offering you all these riches, because the nation of Israel has rejected it. But where he's going in the following verses is, don't forget two things. Number one, God's not done with the nation of Israel. And number two, don't get cocky. Don't get cocky. Don't get a big head. Uh, What would we say? Disparage the Jewish nation and assume that you're the big man on campus now and God is done with his people. Which... I do think that we've seen that in church history, how many believers were very anti-Semitic because of a false view of the nation of Israel. Right. I remember vaguely in my church history classes, Martin Luther. I literally was about to say Martin Luther. He had some serious issues with the Jews, you know, and 1500 years after the fact, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're Christ killers and therefore they deserve what they get and God is done with them. Right. Now, I, I don't know if the Gentiles at the church of Rome were taking it that far. Maybe some of them were, but we're going to see in the following verses that Paul has to say, hey, 
don't look down on them as if you've replaced them and and now they're nothing Mm -hmm. anymore. He just said, what's it going to be like when the nation of Israel believes? Right. It's so applicable for us today, too. We've mentioned right now what's going on in the with Israel in the news and just, I mean, this has very real application for us today. How do we see the relationship of the church with Israel and how should we see these things on the news and how should we respond to them? And so this passage is certainly very applicable. Yes, and in these particular verses, as Paul is saying, I magnify my ministry among the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously he's called by God to do this. He was chosen by God to do this. But again, as I mentioned just a minute ago, he says, don't forget that God is still working with the nation of Israel. And he says, even in my ministry, notice verse 14, if by any means, and and he's talking about his ministry among the Gentiles, I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh and save some of them. So even as Paul is going with this message to the Gentile world of justification by faith, eternal life by faith, freedom from the power of sin, walking by the Spirit, the resurrected Lord living in you as Gentiles. He says, at the same time, I hope to provoke to jealousy some of the Jews. And certainly in Paul's ministry, when we look in the book of Acts, he goes to the synagogues to preach. And yes, the Jews run him off. That's the story of his ministry. And he turns to the Gentiles. Even the closing of the book of Acts, we see Mm. that. But Paul says, all the while, I remember my countrymen, my fellow Jews in the flesh. I'm always looking when they see what God is doing in the lives of these Gentiles that I'm ministering to. And again, it's not just, okay, they're saved from hell, Mm -hmm. but also as they walk by the power of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit is being produced in their lives. That's what Paul desires. As Paul does this and he's teaching these Gentiles, he hopes to provoke the Jews who see these Gentiles living that way to jealousy. Even here, Paul says, I still have, what will we say, hope Mm -hmm. for the Jews who hear and see what is going on. And he's introducing here something that we're going to see in verse 16. There is a remnant of Jews, even in Paul's day, and even uh, even though in, later here in chapter 11, he's going to talk about the future day when the whole nation believes and enters into the kingdom, even in Paul's days, there are those who believe. And Paul is saying, God's not done with them. He's working with them even today mm-hmm. and also in the future when the nation's going to be delivered. And so don't get a big head. It reminds me of... Acts 10 a little bit when Cornelius comes to faith, we see the response of the Jews there and how the Jewish um, believers, yes, the Jewish believers, they're shocked, but they're not shocked that Gentiles can be saved. You know, from hell, Old Testament Gentiles could be saved and have eternal life by faith in, in the Messiah. So what was surprising to them was that, oh, the Gentiles now have the spirit. That's what's new and what's so exciting. The Jewish believers up to this point who are amazed by this, 
They knew about walking by the power of the Spirit. They knew that this is how they were to live godly lives. And they see that the Gentiles now have been given that same power. Exactly. So they know that they now have the same power Mm -hmm. to live. And I think you're absolutely right. They would have known that many people in the Old Testament who were Gentiles had eternal life. Mm -hmm. And the Old Testament prophets spoke about Gentiles being in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So they knew Gentiles would be in the kingdom, but they had no idea that they were completely equal to the Jews. And in the case of Acts 10, had the spirit. And that's what Paul is talking about. As Jewish unbelievers see that, Mm -hmm. they would be provoked to jealousy. That's right. Now, in the next verse, a little bit of a more difficulty. (laughs) When Paul says in verse 15, for if they're being cast away, talking about the Jewish nation, mm-hmm. is the reconciling of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? Obviously, here he's talking about in a corporate sense. Right. If the nation of Israel as a whole has rejected and they're cast away in the sense that God now is working through the church. I was about to say, we got to define that. <laughs> yeah. Not cast away like Tom Hanks in the movie right. on the island or anything. Or l- losing their salvation. Right. It's not an individual thing, but that their role in being... God's is, instrument right. in the world today mm-hmm. of, of spreading this message. Right. Because mm-hmm. since they've rejected their rebellion. But what does he mean by reconciling of the world? That's a tough issue here. So their rejection is the reconciling of the world. In Romans 5, Paul says, we were reconciled by the death of Christ. Mm -hmm. But here he's talking about, okay, the Jews have rejected the message, so therefore the world has been reconciled. I think we're probably in the ballpark when we say that the death of Christ has made all of this possible, that... Uh, As the message goes out to Gentiles, Mm -hmm. they now can be justified by faith, certainly. And so this message is going out to them. But reconciling the world, could it also be the world of other nations? Right. It's going out to everyone. Yes, the death of Christ makes possible eternal life, justification, and we would say living by the Spirit, Mm -hmm. uh, His resurrection, so this is a tough, uh, do you have a, a strong view on this? If he's talking about world, talking about all people it, or all nations? Okay. I'll just say, you know, I've mentioned it. I'm working on Isaiah. In Isaiah 13 through 23, we see all of these neighboring nations of Israel just systematically being addressed as the Lord is going to discipline them. But it's interesting in that in many of those passages, there's still hope being offered to them. I mentioned Egypt the other day that they're going to be in the millennial kingdom. But then even with the other nations there in Isaiah, which Isaiah is so much, it's addressed to Judah. It's it's addressed to the nation of Israel and the fact that they will be delivered and that there will be a remnant. So there's a lot of parallels to what we're talking about here in Romans. But even in the midst of that, the prophet addresses all these other nations And even in them, there is this promise of restoration and deliverance in the millennial kingdom. Well, what we can say here as we conclude this episode here in verse 15, the rejection by the nation of Israel 
had this message of reconciliation go out to the Gentile world. It has benefited everyone. Yes. Yeah. And then when he says, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? I would say that that life refers to in its fullness. Yeah. The The, full scope. The spiritual fruit Mm -hmm. that is produced. This message is going out. And of course, if we go back to Romans 5, the death of Christ, which the nation as a whole has rejected as a sacrifice Mm -hmm. and, and God's propitiation for our sins and the means by which we are declared righteous, they've rejected it. And so it was reconciling, but now it's going to result in the fullness of life. Mm -hmm. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode and we're going to uh, continue in future ones as we go through Romans 11. And until then, keep grace in in focus. Are you interested in finding other free grace believers just like yourself in your area? On our website, we have a church tracker. It's an easy-to-use map that will help you locate those other Free Grace churches that might be in your area. That's faithalone.org. We would love to hear from you. Maybe you've got a question, comment, or some feedback. If you do, please don't hesitate to send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode, what does Paul mean when he's talking about the root and the branches, the wild olive tree, and being grafted in? Why are some of the branches broken off while others are holy? Come back and join us next time, and until then, let's keep grace in focus. The preceding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.